Yo, what up? It's the in-house draft house podcast, the Steel Real. I'm your host, Petey Steel. How's it going out there? Today, instead of getting the usual comic flakes and shit, I decided to get an official <laughs> tissue, three-time OG, my main man, coming out of Kensington, Corey Bowens. Hey, what's up, folks? You know? Chilling. Chilling with Petey. <laughs> you know it. And Corey, for those who don't know, in addition to being a 3GO, a stillborn, and black guy who tips super fan, he's a guy that also does a lot of great tattoo art mm-hmm. uh, as a, for a living, and additionally runs his own podcast, The Bards Edition. Yeah, yeah. I'm at uh, Kensington Tattoo, and uh, we've actually got the, the best joke reviews in the area, hands down. Of so, all tattoo parlors? Of all the parlors in the area. We're the number one. So that's, yo, we're the first one that pops up. You know, I ask people all the time, how did you hear about us? It was like, yup, Google, you guys pop up first. You, you know, it says you're the best, so... Yeah. That's fucking tight. So tell me, what does a bad Yelp tattoo review look like? I don't know. I really don't um, you, use it you myself. Ain't, you ain't <laughs> you know? yet. Right, I you, think. I mean, I you think got five stars. Uh, yeah, we, I, I don't know. I gotta look at it. But Yo. we people. I mean, we show up at the top end. But um, I think a main thing that um, you know we pride ourselves in is the customer service because a lot of people come into shops and. You know, they'll tell us, I went here and there, and they were just being dicks to us, you know, assholes, they, you know, act like it was a, a burden to answer our questions and stuff like right, that, right, right. so, you know, we will, you know, we, we're we welcoming, I guess, you know, we gotta, yeah. you know, it's there an you open go. environment. I mean, the time I slid through there, and I don't even have any tattoos, mm-hmm. you guys are real polite, I was like, I'm just here to see Corey, they're like, oh yeah, come on in, or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. interrupt them, he's, he's got the fucking <laughs> drill needle on somebody else, and, uh. Yeah, you know, yeah, fuck his concentration up, and mm-hmm. you can just hang out. I think there was like a kid hanging out. There was like child care going on in the waiting Yeah, room. I mean, we got a big lobby in the front, so I mean, we we try to keep kids out of there because especially if they're really young, you know, it's hard to make them sit down, and you know, they make a lot of noise. It makes it kind of you know tough to work, but so we you know we try to you know avoid them. But if they do have a kid, you know, make sure you got someone that's gonna watch that kid because we don't babysit. You yeah, know, so. you don't want them leaving with a tattoo or nothing. Either, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like so. my uncle used to say about tattoos, only mm-hmm. sailors and whores because they earn them. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's old now, school. I actually, though, know, real talk, like, are you seeing, and I mean, I would hope you'd be seeing this on your craftsmanship, but in general, I feel like I'm seeing more people nowadays getting tattoos. It seems like the taboo, ta- the tattoo taboo has been... Yeah, yeah, it's gone. I mean, well, a little bit to a degree. I mean, there's a lot of professions where you still can't just display your stuff at work. I mean, I got a buddy that drives UPS, and he's like, yeah, we can't have anything on display. But if you go to FedEx, you know, they don't care, you know. So so it depends on where you're at and the company you're in. I mean, it was weird. One day, you know, there was this police car sitting in the parking lot at the shop. It's just sitting there for like 15 minutes. We're like, yo, what the hell's going on? You know, so, you know, we're down out front. Smoking cigarettes, shooting this shit. And finally, an uh, officer gets out of the car and walks up. We're like, damn, what do we do? What's, you know, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. She was like, yeah, I wanted to talk to somebody about getting this tattoo on my neck fixed up. And I was kind of shocked that she was a police officer and allowed to have a tattoo on her neck. But, right. you know, so I asked her, you know, what's going on with that? And she's like, well, there's no regulations on tattoos, so we could do what we want. So... I mean, you'll see that more in more professions. It's getting more open and more acceptable, you know. Right. So. I mean, I see a lot of people in my field, social work, that go running around with mm-hmm. tattoos and, uh, to the point where they're surprised I don't have one. 
Yeah. It's all women, practically. Mm -hmm. They've all got them, and it's, like, all over the fucking place. I mean, it depends on the profession, man. Like, you'll be surprised, though. You can just look at chefs, man. They're tattooed up, you know, Mm -hmm. hairdressers. They're tattooed up. So I guess it depends on the individual profession. But then neck tat has even like a specialer stigma. It's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're a convict. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes there's a couple things but you know con- that wow. they they kind of earned a nickname of job stoppers. You know, like yeah. hand tattoos, necks, faces. But I mean, it depends on your profession, man. What you're doing, and you'll even see professionals come in. You know, we tattoo professional people all the time, and theirs might not be as visible. But you know, maybe they got a sleeve. Your doctor could have a sleeve, and you wouldn't know it. You know, so mm-hmm. it's it all depends, and it's varied. So. Yeah, I, you know, I'll tell you, I've never gotten one, and it's strictly on the idea that there's, like, 50 that I've had in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm already, like, a recovered addict from mm-hmm. everything, so it's like, I know if I get one, I'm not going to stop there. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's more. that's not the worst addiction it's you not, can have. No, 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 it's not, it's <laughs> not, it's not. But see, I have a joke on this, man, you know, I'm like, if, if, I don't know, man, like, people say it's addicting, but, I mean... I don't think you suck dick for a tattoo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think people probably have, and it's probably happened, but generally, that's not something that's you're that's going to be that out of control. Where you're, you know, you're stealing your folks' credit card to go get one, or you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's I respect the word addiction, you know, you right. know, too much to apply to this. You know what I'm sure. saying? So, you, 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 you might want to get more. I mean, definitely once you, um, you know, give it over that hump, you're going to get the first one. And, you know, the, the whole stigma, is it going to hurt? You kind of like, yeah, that wasn't that bad, you know, and I kind of like this. So, yeah, it's hard to get one, you know. It's like Doritos. It's hard to eat just one chip, you know. So, yeah, so. That's but. good. Um, can you do, like, real, you can do portraits. I know that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I can do good. portraits. You did a really sick one of Sean Price. Oh yeah, yeah, that that yeah, the painting through the thing, and, yeah. and, and you know, like I put that up on IG, and even like Necrolite, that's mm-hmm. some vague official guy, yeah, yeah. like checking it yeah, out. That's what's up, man. And um, I was like, you know, I, there is one tattoo that mm-hmm. I've really had on my mind for the past four or five years. I'm almost yeah. loath to say it because I want to be the only guy <laughs> yeah, with yeah. the motherfucker. But I don't think anybody's gonna get it anyway. But I want one of Lee Marvin for. Point blank. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'll be funny. You could probably Google Lee Marvin tattoos. Maybe someone has a Lee Marvin. Maybe not that particular movie. You couldn't find anything. They had. Well, no, I found one. It was the wild one with Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah. The villain on the motorcycle. Uh That was a tight tattoo, also. But the one I want is fucking Walker, just in a suit with a thirty-eight out, just just (laughs) a machine willing to like. It's it's crazy, man. I mean, it's it's a lot of imagery out there. I mean. I mean, I could do portraits, but I'm not versed in every style, man. Like, there's some guys that are just way beyond even, you know, where I'm at. I mean, I, I consider myself, I'm good, I'm decent, I'm probably, like, you know, sitting, like, I'm, I feel like I'm where, like, your artist should be. Just, just you know, I'm, I'm capable, like, I do a lot of different styles, but I'm not, like, at the apex. There's some guys out there doing stuff that looks like, it looks almost photorealistic, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm looking at that like, whoa, that's dope. And, you know, and I feel like... You know, it's one of those things because I get people that come in all the time and, you know, and they'll show me tattoo that another artist did. And I'm like, yeah, that's dope. But I don't tattoo like that. You know what I'm saying? That's that guy's style. More than likely, if you want that, it's better off you go to that guy to get that work done than me sitting up here trying to copy it and and comes out half ass. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. we talked about on my other old podcast, how you got into doing Mm -hmm. um, 
that too, and you know, you just kind of like pretty much picked up with your friend, right? Yeah, yeah. My friend gave me the equipment, man. Like I didn't have an aims, you know, for this job or anything. So, but you know, I was always a drawer. But um, yeah, he gave me this equipment, and he was like, "Yo, you should give it a shot." I guess because of my artistic abilities, and I did. I gave it a shot, you know, and I'm tattooing my buddies and. And I guess it got to the point where I started getting good, you know, and then people started asking me, you know, how much for this and that. And, you know, I, you know, I'm tattooing people on the side and, um, you know, a friend of mine opened a shop and I was able to work with them and, you know, they cleaned me up, you know, they got my skills up, you know, taught me some things that they knew and, you know, cleaned up my technique and taught me all these little tricks and stuff. But I mean, I feel like I'm still learning, but, you know, that that's kind of, you know, how it got started in it, so. Yeah, but I would recommend if you were to do it, yo, go get an apprenticeship, you know, yeah, study yeah, and draw yeah. as much as you can, because I kind of did it in a renegade fashion, you know, sure. so. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I think the best things are done kind of a renegade fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, comedy for me was sort of a renegade fashion. Mm-hmm. I never took a class. I never said, yeah. oh, I got to go. I mean, I don't, are there even, even comedy classes you could yeah. take that would, that you Fuck would, yeah, that you tons. could co-sign though, that you would be like, yo, go take this class. Then I would tell you to take, no, mm-hmm. I would not. I would not recommend it for anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm very staunch about that position because I think that it's in you or it's not. I mean, yeah. You can polish mm-hmm. things up, you know, and get better with a lot of practice and stuff, but generally, mm-hmm. I don't think you could teach that kind of thing. Yeah. You can't fake it. You can't teach it. And I think that, you know, check out when people take these fucking courses. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that everybody that takes a course is going to do bad, because some people will end up being okay. Okay. But... Most of the 10 people or so that are in each class, maybe like one or two sticks around mm-hmm. and does it again. It's a bucket list thing for yeah. a lot of people. Even going to a show is like a bucket list thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people ain't never been to a show. They don't know what to expect. Yeah, it's been show. a while since I've been to one, man. I think I saw Miss Pat when she came through the improv. improv yeah, when, yeah. when Russ was hosting. I believe so. Yeah, that was that was probably, I feel like it was maybe a year, year and yeah, a half ago. it was about a year ago. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was about... February, I want to say, mm-hmm. of 2016. Yeah, that was nice. And she came by afterward to the science club when that was still a thing. Oh, okay. And uh, went up there and performed. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, I, actually, I just got her book, man. So, that, I've been, like, I got the audio version, so I've been going through, you know, listening to it. It's kind of cool because she's reading it herself, so it sounds almost like her stand-up routine in a way. You know what I'm saying? You're hearing her voice, and she's telling you everything that happened. But, but that's pretty cool. But one question I got to, like... I feel like, how would you, like, have you ever met someone that you would advise, hey, maybe you should try stand-up? You know what I'm saying? What qualities do you look for in someone where you'd be like, hey, man, you should give it a shot? Or, I mean... You don't know. I'll tell you the truth. Well, no, that's not true. There's a couple people, (coughs) excuse me, but they've generally wanted to try Mm -hmm. stand-up comedy way beyond this and then they see me doing it there's a guy I know that lives not far from where you tattoo at Mm -hmm. he's about 60 something he was like a second dad to me coached all our teams growing up and stuff this motherfucker is so funny like he could just off the cuff grab a mic I've seen him do it with like kids or Mm -hmm. like events he DJs some things and he could just do it in any kind of vein it could be dirty it's usually not that dirty mm-hmm. he can put on accents do act outs and stuff and he's always said he'd like to try it okay. but when I put it to him and I'm like yo I could easily get you five minutes anywhere mm-hmm. 
he just hasn't made it work yet. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he said he wants to do it. Now, him, I would say, yeah, definitely. And anybody that comes to me that's like, and this usually happens, like, outside of this club that says, oh, yeah, you know, I like your comedy. I come, I watch. I really want to try. I really want to try. Mm-hmm. I tell them, all right, go ahead and try. You know, give it give it a shot. That's the way to do it. And then most of them never do it again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Diamond was an example of a guy like that. I don't know if you know Diamond. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's ever been on 3GO or anything. Mm-hmm. He's been on my podcast a couple times. But he's a guy that used to come by the Arlington Draft House and drink and then say to me afterwards at Pete Brennan's across the road, oh, I've really got to do this, i got to do it. And I just mm-hmm. straight up cut him off. And he tells people this story. And I was just like, yo, don't bother me again with this shit. <laughs> just fucking do it yeah, yeah. or don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, the thing is, the more I hear you say it, it's, gonna ha- it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you got to just get just up and do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how it started, ended up starting the podcast, man. It was just like... Felt like I wanted to do it, you know. I'd have been listening to him to so many of them, and I was like, Let me just give it a shot. And I guess I kind of was doing the same thing he was doing, telling yo, I'm trying to start a podcast. And finally, I just jumped out there and did it, man. And I feel like the first episode was some shit, but you know, some people like it. But hey, just getting my feet wet just kind of you know gave me the inspiration to just hey, just keep going, man, keep yeah. going. And I think we're at like maybe 17 episodes now, so and, and I actually look forward to doing it. It's like a a release, you know what I'm saying? So, and I like, you know, playing it back and getting feedback from it. So, um, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, if definitely. You, if you do it and keep up with it and you be consistent, it's amazing some of the things that can happen from it. I mean, you hear Rod's story about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's very inspiring, too, man. You know, that's probably the what got me thinking about it the most, man, because I'm like... You know, it's a guy that just was nobody. I'm not saying he's nobody, but, but like, he didn't have a name. He's not, you know, he's not, you know, using that jump start of already having some kind of fame to, you know, go into this. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's guys that kind of got a cheat code with it, like Noriega, or maybe even I just, uh, Mike Tyson's got one now. So they can use yeah. their notoriety to, to get that attention, you know? So so that's dope, man. So Yeah, no, and he's what? I mean, the day he brought me on there, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I <laughs> was just coming on 3GO all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he got featured in Ebony that same day, and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's big, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's 3GO crazy. did the same thing. I mean, that's been going on nine years or something, mm-hmm. and they've not missed any one of those two episodes a week and all that time. Mm-hmm. Maybe one if there was like a funeral Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's like a, handful of spotty here and there but you know usually they'll make up for it too and I just had like a baby it felt like a three week gap yo and that was eating at me man you because, said you had a baby <laughs> no, no I said I had like a three week gap you oh. know what I'm saying so and that was eating at me because uh, I was like yo you gotta be consistent you know to keep your audience you know entertained so and within that you know my, my podcast man, it's called From the Canopy and it's a topical podcast so we talk about current events and stuff like that so in the meantime you know I got this this little notepad thing that I uh, put the stories on, you know? So mm-hmm. the stories start building up, and I'm like, yo, by the time I finally get this episode in, it's going to be a rack of shit, man. So, you know, you got to chop it up and spread it out and get these stories. But uh, but I like doing it, man. And also, under that um, From the Canopy Realm, we got a hip-hop show that uh, me and my buddy Rodney do. So um, And it's the same kind of format. We do um, hip-hop news and album reviews. And that one gets a little crazy sometimes, too, man, just because rap is a little crazy sometimes, but... Raps off the chain these days. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. I don't know what to think of it other than 
I mean, I'm still enjoying it, man, you know? Oh, yeah. I enjoy it. I, I don't, like, let me say, 10 years ago, maybe even five, I hated on the old game. The only mm-hmm. person I'd listen to was, like, Knack Row or, <laughs> or, like, Pusha T or, like, yeah, someone yeah. like that, you know? And then Rock Marciano came with all his shit, and I was, like, hooked on him. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, this is dope and old. And then I just bump old shit and find old shit that mm-hmm. I didn't know about or whatever. I hunt it down. But now with Griselda back in the game, yeah, this that's is dope, like... That's a dope addition, man. This is like Wu-Tang all yeah. over again yeah. or something, and I'm going fucking bananas <laughs> over it. Yeah, and man. they have the best business model, like the shirts and the fashion... Mm-hmm. I wear those shirts. I have three of those shirts now, mm-hmm. and I go around and people ask me about them. Some people because <laughs> they know about Arabic or yeah, something. Yo, do like, you have the 187 thing on yeah, the back? And, and, yep. Yo, I had that I have on. The Fly God and the Conway. <laughs> I had that on at the award uh, to work one day, and I was, you know, I'm on the train to work, and I was like, yo, I wonder what people think because the shit just says 187. Then it's got this Arabic writing on it. You can't even yeah. like. I don't even know what it says. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they're like. Yo, what does that mean? Yo, is this some radical Islam? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I loved it. It fucks with people. I don't yeah, care. Man, I think it's hilarious. That's amazing, man. Because it's either like an Arab American that mm-hmm. asks, like my buddy Sharyar. <laughs> yeah. I think it's spelled backwards or something uh-huh. on the back, too. Oh, um, for real? Like what? Griselda, because he was reading it and he's going, uh... like, these are all letters. And he's spelling it for me, and I'm like, wait, that's Griselda backwards, Oh, I think. yeah. That's dope, then. That's what it yeah. means. I didn't even bother to look it up. I was just like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then last night, when I was outside the Rich Vall show, this girl was pretty bad. It came up and was like, yo, I, I think because I study Farsi and all, I think mm-hmm. that might be. I'm like, nah, I think it's Arabic because this other dude. And mm-hmm. she was like, well. I kind of feel like it's the same. I mean, those characters and stuff kind of. You know, cover a lot of sure. areas in that region. So. Maybe that's what I told her. I said I think that may be, but then again, I don't know any of them. So what yeah. the fuck right <laughs> yeah, I don't and know. Then some other dude on the cycle. Hey, yeah, no, I know what that means. That means baby dick or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, I don't even know what it says, man. It, you know, just be say I'm a bitch. I don't know, <laughs> you know. But hey, you know, I, I fucks with them hard, man. And, oh. You know, it's, it's definitely like a, a, a wavelength, and you know, and, and like. It's crazy because I was talking with Rodney about it. Like, I don't know, like, how far their potential is, you know, in the game because the sound is different right now. Like, I don't even think I've heard anything from them that could be played on the radio. You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, them getting that exposure. So, I mean, no. they're on shady records now, you know? So, that's See, that's crazy, too. So. Right, but that's a thing, like... As much as I like to cite that a lot of times, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, these guys, they're all shady and everything. Now, as Eminem put out anybody that's been like that successful nah not really I mean it's sort of like the Rockefeller (laughs) yeah because it's like um even with when he had Slaughterhouse you know yeah you know as a combined as a unit this was like a super group you know and they kind of had I mean I don't know I would say they had middling success I feel like out of that man I I mean even being in, in that you know in that system of shady records they're not a household name you know most Mm -hmm. people don't know who Joel Ortiz is or or Cricket Eye, you know they they like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He even did you a know? dub so bad, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, so I don't I don't know, man. I mean I mean I mean I'm, I'm glad they got the deal and the chance, you know, you know. But I don't know. We're gonna see where it goes, man. But I feel like they're still gonna be, you know, in that hardcore kind of underground uh, realm. They're you not know, gonna so. change that for one second. Yeah, like, yeah. I kids, can you see Conway singing on? <laughs> you know, song? I was yeah. I made that point. I was like. 
I don't even see him, you know, showing up on some R&B Divas remix, you know, because it's yeah. like, you know, like like you you would see Lloyd Banks would do a song with Brandy or some shit. Or, I mean, but I don't see that happening here with these guys, man. It's just too raw. And the aesthetic is just, it's not, you know, welcoming to any of that. You know what no, I'm saying? It's, not it's at just, all. Yeah, but it's, it's some good shit, man. And you I'm said definitely... at the show the other night uh, at Howard, which unfortunately I had a ticket and yeah, I just yeah. was like, I'm exhausted. I can't even <laughs> fuck go, so I just left it for Corey. Yeah, that's what's that's I appreciate it, man. I left it. I, I hit my buddy Malik up, so he came through and uh, used that ticket, you know, so. And you said there out front there was some guy. Oh man, yeah. I mean, because you know, it's funny, man. Because I was thinking about it, like, and there's an old I forgot the name of the song, but Jenny Kiss goes, "You know, if I'm there, then the hardest niggas in the city is out." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he kind of he kind of held up to that, man. Because as soon as I get there, you know, I'm out front waiting for my people, and then. I just see these two dudes arguing, you know, that one dude's walking to his car, and I guess the the other dude, he's on, let's say this guy on white, the other dude's got on gray, so the dude in the white, it's like, yeah, man, get the fuck out of here, dude, and then the dude in the gray is like, come on, man, let's shoot the fair one, and then the, the dude in the white's like, yeah, come on, then the dude is gray, and the gray, he's like, nah, man, you got a knife, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what's going on here, so this guy has his knife. Like, I walk, he walks up. I can see the knife. It's, it's big, yo, but it's folded up. You know what I'm saying? Well, like a butterfly or like a... I guess something that flips open, man. But that thing, like, the just the handle alone was probably, oh, yeah. like, probably like eight inches, man. I don't know what it opened up to look like, but that shit was big. It, it looked like it had some weight to him. So he starts poking the guy with the blade, like, get out of here. Get in your car. Like, I mean, the blade is it's still folded up. But then I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to see a dude get stabbed right here? And then, like, eventually, <laughs> the guy in the gray gets in his car, man, and his window's open. So the, so the other guy in the white, he's still poking him through the car window. Like, get out of here, dude. I don't know why the dude in gray was, you know, still arguing at this point, man. Like, you know, at, you know, I feel like at some point you got to, like, save your life versus saving face, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so you go. It, sure. it was, was kind of funny because the guy in the driver's seat, he jumps in his car in the driver's side. He's leaning over into the passenger side as this guy's still, you know, poking him with the... I mean, the handle, the knife wasn't open, man, but the shit was heavy, man. So that had to be kind of uncomfortable. I mean, I guess it would be like if you had a pistol and the guy's just poking you with that shit. Like, but it was crazy. Well, it's like, too, if you think you could have a hand game and some (laughs) dude just pulls out a knife and it's just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. You kind of walk away, like, feeling like you got punked a little bit. Yeah, you got this, man. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'll be like, yo, you got it, man. Because no one, you know, he didn't have no one. smart thing to do. (laughs) He didn't have no one with him. There's no one around him that he's got to, you know, front for or whatever. Like, he might not even have to tell this story, you know. Maybe he drove off and just kept this. His whole incident to himself, but uh, I'll bet he did. But after that, it was real chill though. Everybody was cool, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, a, I mean, I've been to that venue a few times, so I like it, man. It's you know spacious, you know. It's um, but it's the drinks are real pricey, man. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, a, it's a pricey place to drink. It's man. a very, I have to say, it's a very orderly place. Yeah, it is. Theater. It is. Like when I saw Paul Mooney, he mm-hmm. was ready to go. He did two and a half hours, mm. and then Dick Gregory came in yeah. in 30 minutes. This is 2012. And, you know, 
he wanted to go all night. All <laughs> do that, you know? I heard about them. People say they got to get Paul out of there. Like, they got to get him out. They got to kick him out yeah, pretty much because he would just sit out. there and go and go and go. I was with my best friend, and his wife kept calling him, being like, oh, where the fuck are you? <laughs> where supposed you? to be home, you know? And he's just yeah. like, no, show's still going. It's like, oh, we, we stopped at Archibald. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, it, I saw, I saw uh, what's the guy's name? Donnell Rollins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw him there one night, too, man. It was dope. But what I like about that venue, if you do go see music there, it's just going to start early, man. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? It's not going to be like 12:30 before the artist get gets gets on the stage, you know. So they don't, you know, they no, they don't dick around yeah. there. And like I remember when I saw Smith and Wesson and MOP there, mm-hmm. uh, same year. Oh, you were there? Say, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was. I was there. I don't think I knew you back then. No, you did. This was like 2013. Yeah, 2012. yeah, yeah. Do you remember Steel or one of them tried bringing up Henrock on the stage or something smoking? What? And like, and the, the staff <laughs> told him, Nah, you gotta yeah. take that shit. Oh off. man, like, they were they were dude, It's so different now because I guess DC you could smoke. Yo, as soon as you walk into the lobby, like as the guys patting you down. You could smell weed just bellowing out of the place. People were rolling up on the floor. It just, it, it, it's wide open now, man. Yeah. You think it's Cali or some shit, man. But yeah, they don't care no more. I guess because of the it's, you know the law is different. But yeah, that's wild. But uh, but yeah, I like that place, man. It's pretty cool. Ah, it's a good good place. I, I'm embarrassed not have been to more shows there. Mm-hmm. I know Morris Day comes through there and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. God, I think they got George Clinton, man. I gotta go see him, man, before he, before he passes away, yeah. man. I don't want to jinx him or nothing, but but he's one of those dudes, man. Like, he lives a wild life, so... Yeah, let me know, <laughs> you gotta, let me know when that I happens. I forgot. I think it go. might be... I, I gotta look, that. man. I got a flyer at the crib, so it might be soon, and... um. Oh, yeah. he is coming to Howard soon. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. soon. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, Morris is on my list, and I missed mm-hmm. him not only there twice, but in uh, mm-hmm. Wolf Trap. I couldn't get anybody to go. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's probably summer. a hell of a show, though, man. Yeah, like, the time and the OJ yeah. there. Was like, <laughs> holy shit. Um, so, doing this tattoo stuff, you're going on Yelp. You're seeing shitty reviews of other places mm-hmm. i can imagine a shitty review i think that matters man like i didn't think i didn't think Yelp had that much influence man i don't use it myself but there's so like i swear to god i ask no, everyone everyone that hasn't been there that's new that i tattoo i always ask them how did you hear about us and and like most of the time maybe eight out of ten times it's a yelp review so yeah people so. yelp bomb too if someone has a shitty time at a place mm-hmm. they'll say oh yeah call up all my friends give Get yeah. Give shit <laughs> yeah, the man. Place. I can't imagine a tattoo parlor. The bad reviews probably like Yelp. Yeah, like yeah. I got stabbed yeah, in the yeah, drill or yeah. something. That could, that could probably tank you, man. If you're, but if, if, you know, <laughs> if you're if you, someone they, gets you get a bad enough reputation, yeah, yeah. So it's it's Holy crazy, shit. man. So yeah, I just I'll just I just didn't know the influence of them, you know, until I started asking these people, you know. But so now I, I take note of it and. Like I said, man, we we do we, we pride ourselves in the customer service. You know, you know, we're not assholes when you come in. We will make time for you, but you know, and that that seemed to be helping us out. So y'all y'all have the best parlor in the DMV. I don't know. I know that we give the best customer service. I okay. believe. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like okay. based on these reviews, we have the best customer experience. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's that's what I can say. Yelp is your guide. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I actually, I mean, our shop is actually unique too, man. It's it's huge, man. Most shops you go into, it's it's probably some of them are as big as this room we're in. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, but we've got probably like three, maybe four times the space, man. It's a nice, open, well lit, you know, lit up um, 
you know, colorful artwork on the wall. So, I mean, the, the the atmosphere is definitely very welcoming, you know. So, like, you know, a lot of these places you go into and the only lights are really in a tattoo station. It's pretty much like walking into a dungeon, you know. You're just like, uh, like, you know, and that's traditionally how tattoo shops are, you know. Like, so, but ours is definitely unique. That's tight. And, and it, what was it before? Wasn't it like a Persian rug shop? Yeah, something? yeah. We're right in. I mean, people know Kensington. There's this big um, on Howard Avenue. There's this um, big building, and it says uh, I forgot what it is. Kamarian rugs. <laughs> you know, yeah. so so that's the the big sign on the building. So we were in that building on the lower level at first. So so you know upstairs opened up. You know, so we you know took over that spot. And um, but but yeah, it's um. It was their sample room, you know, so so the floors is is weird, man. The tile has, you know, the pattern shifts so much going through and out now and I figured it out. I was like, yo, those are the floor samples, man. You know, so people could come in here like, yo, and look at this stuff actual physically and touch it and see how it's gonna look, but we just kept it. I mean it looks kinda cool. <laughs> you know, it gives it some flavor, some added flavor. That's but, tight. Yeah. And Continental Pizza and Subs is right there. Yeah, yeah, right there, man. Woo. That's cooking. I gotta stay away from that, man. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah this food stuff is is kicking my ass right now, man. Me too. Been hitting the gym, but it's like the food, man. If you don't get that component down, then you're Keep not gonna going. lose no weight, man. But, but I feel like I'm still ahead of the curve just from you know being active. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That helps out. You know, it might not look like it, but you know, fuck it. You know, no, I'm, I'm healthier than someone who's not doing anything. You know. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. I, when I was training a little with Randolph, he was mm-hmm. like, food's 85% of this. I was like, fuck, <laughs> that's yeah. no good. The food is so good, the man. The food is great. It's like, it's like one of the few joys I have left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. I don't know what I can do. Maybe I'll try that portion control thing. Maybe, maybe I should eat half a sub, you know what I'm saying, it's instead of the whole thing with the fries and no, well, man. The way he told me to do it was like, all right, so morning time you eat like one protein thing, so like maybe like a turkey sausage, mm-hmm. you get some eggs, mm-hmm. you get some fruit, mm-hmm. and then keep it to like coffee or water okay. or something yeah. like that, and don't add a lot of sugar, or cream, or any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then have like one snack between then and lunch, like an apple, mm-hmm. just something you can yeah, put in your hand, like a it. serving size. Mm-hmm. Then a lunch would be like a sandwich, maybe like, I don't know, another piece of fruit and a water. Yeah, yeah. Another snack between then and dinner, and then dinner's like, yeah, just kind of what breakfast was mm-hmm. almost. And then no dessert or anything like that. No sweets, no nothing. It <laughs> says you get one cheap fucking meal. You don't even get a day. You <laughs> a, a meal on Sunday. Yeah, man. He, can, he said, I can do a day. You can't do a day. I train real hard, so mm-hmm. Sunday he'll fuck around. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, there was a point maybe a couple years ago where I had got down. I mean, I'm like, like 240 now, man. But I was down to like probably 218, 215. And and I was doing I was doing good, man. Portion controls and everything, but it's also a thing where you gotta kind of if you get through that first week or two weeks, it's like your body adjusts to it, man. Because you know, first few days you're still on the old mode. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're you're, you're you're you know your stomach's still probably a little bigger than it should be because you've all you know you're throwing all this junk in. But once you stick with it for a little while, it's like your body adjusts. You know, you you couldn't even like pick out if you wanted to when you get to that stage yeah. you know you'll eat all this shit and you'll be like oh 
man, I feel like some shit. Your stomach distends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so man, it's, it's, that's the hardest part, man. If you get over that first two weeks, then boom. It's almost like cigarettes, man. You want to quit cigarettes? Yeah. If you could do three days, man, that nicotine craving is, is gone. pretty much gone. So, really, then I'm it just becomes... Three months now. Yeah, yeah. I'm always yo-yoing with that, with cigarettes. But I'm not like a heavy smoker, man. I've got a pack, so... You know what I'm saying? I might, you know... Smoke a one cigarette in a day, you know what I'm saying? Maybe after a meal, but I'm not like a pack a day habit or no shit like that. But it's almost, it's always there, man. So I get to drinking, you know. I'll probably smoke a few more, but but I'm I, not a I heavy on them. I do a pack a day habit like that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do the whole ration of pack, you know. Yeah, yeah. Smoke three or four in a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's weird, man, because you know some of my coworkers are dipping out every thirty minutes or so to have a smoke, and I'm yeah. like, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. I enjoy it too much mm-hmm. and that's just the bottom line is like people say oh why would you do it such a thing I'm like you know what yeah. I just there's a lot of shit it. you shouldn't do that, that you enjoy you know <laughs> like hey you know what I, mean? I shouldn't play video games for hours at night losing sleep but yeah. I just like to do it I mean it's, it's you know I did read a thing recently I have this big compendium of routines and strategies for all these like artists and virtuosos mm-hmm. and tycoons and whatever it's called pools of titans it's pretty dope mm-hmm. and somebody i forget who somebody was into like graphic design or, or video programming or mm-hmm. whatever said that actually playing a game or two of tetris before you go to bed mm-hmm. helps you sleep because <laughs> yeah and I believe it because they said the same for Candy Crush and the same for mm. one of these other puzzle games because mm-hmm. it sort of has that component that like EMDR has for like PTSD do you know what mm. EMDR is? nah what is so it? it's like eye movement and okay. desensitization mm-hmm. reprocessing so like they'll send you know they'll have veterans or whatever yeah. watch a fucking thing it's like a pong going back and mm-hmm. forth or whatever and somehow it like retrains it's focusing on that the can, map kinda... it remaps the brain somehow I don't, yeah. I, it's very complicated yeah, but that's wild. <laughs> they said that helps you sleep so I'm like mm, okay <laughs> yeah I don't know too. man I just play until my eyes get watery and then I'm done <laughs> I don't have a problem sleeping man really like the only time I I would say maybe if I eat a drink an energy drink too late, but but when I'm trying to sleep, man, I'm out. Like I can shut it off like that, man. Like maybe that's a good thing. Well, no, but I wake up probably once or twice and, and don't know it. Mm-hmm. I think I have some trauma or something. That can shit. happen, man. Sometimes you know you you wake up and you can't go right back to sleep. But I feel like maybe you've got enough rest and you've charged up a little bit, so it's, it's going to be tougher to fall back out, but. But yeah, I mean, usually, yeah. Because, like, a couple girls I've slept with have told me, like, the next day, yo, like, there was a point. I'm like, wait a minute. You're just going to tell me I was snoring. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all yeah. We're talking. So no, no, like, no, it ain't even that. They're like, you fucking grabbed my hand at one point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did I say some shit? And they're like, no. And I'm talking like, or, yeah, that's what. Well, what the fuck then? I don't know what I was doing. But I remember having weird dreams. Yeah. And I always have kind of weird dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where the dreams come from, man. It's, it's, it's that's the only thing that, that lately I've been thinking about that, man. It's, it's strange, like, I, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm not having dreams lately, or, or maybe I am, but I'm definitely not remembering them. And maybe I feel like it's like once in every three months I'll have a dream where I remember it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. Maybe it's I'm not getting that, you know, that kind of sleep that's allowing me to dream or what. 
So that's something strange to think about, but in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, it was wild, man. Yes, indeed. So what do you got on the, uh, so you get, you were able at the concert to get West Side Gun to drop, uh, do a drop. Yeah, man, yeah, that, edition, that was right? kind of cool because uh, I think the uh, the locks had came on the stage and, um, and um and I was like, all right. So I, was, uh, I think I was running to the bathroom and I'm passing by the little merch table, and I see West Side Gun just sitting on the side. He's standing there, and I'm like, oh shit, what's up? You know, they had already performed or whatever. I think probably um what's the other dude's name um Conway would have been with him too, but he was rapping with the flu, man. I couldn't even tell, dog. He did a whole set, you know, just rapping. So I guess he's you know under the weather, probably backstage chilling. So I walked up and I was like, yo, what's up, man? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like your shit and this and that. And um, and I asked him, I was like, yo, can I get a favor, man? I got this podcast I do called Bars Edition. If I could get a drop from you. And uh, and he he agreed to it immediately. Like, he was, they was like really down to earth, really cool cat, man. He wasn't so, like, oh, I'm going to need like $100. Nah, 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 man. <laughs> it, it was dope, man. Like, it, it's amazing, man. Like, I love when I meet people and they're humble like that, man. Yeah. And that, that, that alone, the fact that he was just standing there by the merch table by himself, you know, that alone just kind of showed me, you know, what type of, you know, duty is, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, it doesn't, you know, I've met a bunch of rappers, man. And sometimes, you know, they got the entourage around him. You kind of got to yeah. get through them to, you know, say what up or whatever. But yeah, he was just chilling, taking pictures with everybody. And he actually agreed to do the drop. My phone was on 1%, man. As soon as I opened up the app and hit the recorder, do-do-do-do-do. I was like, shit. So he was like, all right, man. Appreciate it anyway. You know what I'm saying? But then I was like, yo, fuck it. I ran and got Rodney and got his phone. And we got the drop, man. So it's probably going to be, I'm probably going to put that shit in there like four or five times on the next show, man. Just wow. edit it in there. But yeah, that was dope, man. So did he do like a... Oh, wait, I don't know. I gotta I gotta listen to that shit. Matter of fact, dude, I might have it on my phone. On I think phone it's right a, I think Rodney sent it to me, man. 1%, <laughs> nah, nah, we good, man. Let me see if I can find this shit, man. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because he did it the first time and he's like, What what what's the name of this thing? And I'm like, Bars Edition. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, alright, alright, bars edition, man. But that was dope, man, that he uh came through and did that, man. Let me see if I can find this uh this text from Rodney, man. But, yeah, shout out to Rodney because he came through and, um, and had the backup phone, man. Actually, it was his girl. She was with us. So, um, you know, she was the one that actually recorded it. And she finally sent it over. But, yeah, let me see if I can get this to play <laughs> play out loud. Oh, that shit's... Hey, yo, man, it's the fucking fly god himself, man. And you listening to that fucking fly shit, nigga, the pirates, the pirates. I got Hey, yo, man, listen, man, it's the fucking fly god himself, man. And you listening to that fly shit, nigga, pirates edition, man. You listening to this shit, because I said listen to this shit, nigga. Praise both. You already know, man. Shalom. Wow, yeah, that was like, man. Yeah, that was dope, man. That was that was that, that was probably the highlight of the night, man. But um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because uh, one thing that we emphasize on the show, man, is just go to these live shows, man. Because um, the locks, man, that it was so amazing. Like um, they 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 closed the show out. It was also Smoke Desert open, and I love Smoke Desert, man. He's amazing, dude out of Harlem. He does uh, great work, but um, he opened the show and then um. Conway Westside and Benny was with him too, oh, man. Yeah, I know nice. you you were um, you were um, posting about the Benny track. Um, 
forgot which one, but um, Dirty Needles. Yeah, Dirty yeah. Needles, man. He did his verse on the Dirty Needles, man. I was like, yo, this is crazy. But um, the locks get on, man, and it was just, man, like you forget how many big records these dudes did, man. It was just hit after hit. Like soon as that beat dropped, everywhere we go, we hit the D block, the uh, all these these classic records, man. And I was like, yo, they didn't perform anything tonight that was made after 2004, but they had the whole place rocking, man. And like it, it's crazy, man. I feel like like in hip hop, man, we don't we don't like um honor our older artists like that man no. you know what i'm saying no, and like don't. yeah there, there's probably a whole generation that doesn't remember uh jd kiss and styles going back and forth on a uh, band from tv yeah. you know what i'm saying and like that those moments that are oh. that are missing and it's crazy to me that they don't even go back and study this no, stuff man don't. you know what i'm saying which is different from other genres man i feel like if you listen to rock man most people that i know that are heavy in the rock you know they'll go back and listen to the stones or you know stuff from the 50s and 60s and Absolutely. you know it's 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 just part of the education of being a fan of that but right. but it's like rap it's like oh you know man why, why you playing that old shit man yeah. you know so no i remember when there was a um this was even 10 years ago but this is, speaks to your point i used to work as a valet and mm-hmm. i would run jobs do things like that operations manager so we were doing the Virgin Fest every year. So mm-hmm. this was 2005, 2006. The Who came. I mean, it was a lot of great old classic rock bands. Big. <laughs> and one year, the Wu-Tang was there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's taking their breaks for when they want to see their band, you know, from mm-hmm. work or whatever. <laughs> so there were a lot of young black kids that worked with me and stuff, probably in their teens and they don't like any rock or anything like that. They were like, fuck that white boy shit or whatever. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll take a break, see the Wu-Tang, but like, I don't know. And they were like, we ain't really tripping over. We'll probably just... And I was said, I looked at them, I said, you're oh, not going to go see the Wu-Tang clan? <laughs> I said, no. And they said, well, no, it ain't about to be your break. And I said, no, fuck that. I said, I saw them when I was your age, when they were nobody. But when they were just becoming somebody. Lollapalooza 96, that was my first... Mm-hmm. Show and I only went because Wu Tang was there. I didn't want to, I didn't care to hear Rancid. Or, <laughs> you know, and that was nice. Yeah. Back on it, the Ramones were there. That uh-huh. was tight. But I went for the Wu Tang Clan. I said, if you don't see them, you're depriving yourself of childhood. Go see this. So they went and I stayed and worked, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they appreciate yeah, if they got that anything or out of it or what? <laughs> yeah. Still, I just was like, I was damn, bored. and that was probably with ODB too. He was probably, you know what I'm saying? That was one of those rare chances where ODB was there with him. That was no, yeah, not in not at Lollapalooza '96. Oh, he was actually in jail. Oh, show, so he wasn't there. Yeah, damn, yeah, that's crazy, man. But yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe, maybe it's rap's falling a little bit. Maybe it's our culture a little bit. Just. You know what I'm saying? We we always want the fresh and the new, and 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 we don't throw back, go back and look at these dudes, man. It's Maybe. I don't know. I don't know though. You know, I, I've had this debate with myself like a lot of times, and what I've come to realize is that a lot of us kind of focus more. And people call me like an old head, and I'm like, Fine. <laughs> they'll say you always listen to this old shit. You know, this mm-hmm. is like, why can't you like be open minded? Some people say, oh yeah, you're just not. That was your generation. Now the young generation is their generation. I don't buy that. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that it's not 
being objective to say that somehow these new guys are lyrically mm-hmm. as good as these old guys because they're not for the most part. There's a few that mm-hmm. seem to want to carry the pen, but every one of them has studied mm-hmm. all the old guys, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you come to Yeah, how could you be a Kendrick fan? Kendrick knows who Wu-Tang is. Yeah. Kendrick knows who Redman is. Kendrick knows KRS one and you're a fan of him, but you just feel like that's... You're not even interested in, in Kendrick's influences of what made him, you know, what he is, you know? So, it's weird, man. Like, it's that's weird. That's <laughs> I, I wonder how many of these young guys who all know, because Jay-Z's probably the biggest rapper on the planet, mm-hmm. him and Eminem. Yeah. Like, how many of them know that he came out with Jazz Up? Yeah, yeah, that when, type of before stuff. Before he was just, <laughs> you know, like jazz from Rockefeller, he had the one verse on Reasonable Doubt, but like, you know, on mm-hmm. all this 5% stuff and Master Fard and yeah. rapping like they were like <laughs> conscious members of Bone Thugs or something, you know, the originators. Like, yeah. they saw Jay in one old videos or Sawai and mm-hmm. Sophie, they blow their fucking brains <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, man, and like that's one thing too. Like with the when we us doing the bars edition and doing the reviews, it's like we have to listen to these new guys, you know. And then every now and then, like we find gems, man, and we point that out, you know. Like, yo, this is tight. So I feel like, I mean, I don't know, man. There's, there's, I feel like um, part of it might be being trendy. You know what I'm saying? You're listening to it because it's what everybody's listening to it you know, two at the time, and you're not going to take that time and dig deeper into it, you know, you're just going to stick to the trend part of it, and just follow the new acts and stuff, instead of digging into the history, you know, I feel like there's casual fans of the, of the genre, and then there's like real fans that just love every aspect of it, you know, they're going to dig into the history of the culture, like, how did this get started even, you know what I'm saying, like, and it's it's different, man, I don't know, it's a different vibe, but uh, maybe, maybe you'll see that thing in, um, other trends maybe there's rock people like that too that don't oh, sure. look into the old acts you know but you know from a hip-hop perspective you know that's what i'm mostly into that's what i see man so um but it's dope doing these reviews because it's exposing me to more stuff man i'm listening to the mumble rappers i'm listening to you know older guys from from our era they're doing stuff i mean we reviewed coogee raps last thing you know what i'm oh, saying um and um uh, we're probably gonna. I just the, the new Wu Tang just came out Friday, so we're probably gonna review that on the next show. Okay. Uh, this girl Rhapsody just dropped one of the best albums of the year, in my opinion, man. I don't know if you got a chance to hear that yet, but no, uh, check it out. she's a female rapper, you know, woman rapper. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, hey, man, that's off limits. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't Cam Newton me, man. You know what I'm saying? Try to get this yogurt deal, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and this is an amazing um, um, album, man. And there's good stuff. There's this guy out of Drake's camp named Belly that dropped an amazing yeah. album, man. And, and it's 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 wild because now I'm clicking on these things where before I'm like, man, I don't care about this. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but I, but I try to be fair and at least give everyone a chance. And you know, typically our format will, you know, give our opinion, we'll rate it, and we'll play, you know, one of the better songs on the on the um, album we think just to give you a taste of what these people sound like. So. It's, it's, it's keeping me aware, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's keeping me from falling into that stage of where, like, oh, man, if it didn't come from 90s, it wasn't, you know, it's not worth a damn. But. Right, right. No, I mean, I don't want to ever say, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, nothing good comes out of this. But I think it's factual to say 
that most of it is not Yeah, good. I mean, even the radio level is way different, man. Like, none of this Woo New Woo album is going to be on the no. radio. We're probably not even going to hear any of these Rhapsody records on the radio. Maybe something will break through. I don't know what records she's... I mean, she's got stuff that you probably could put on the radio. But just the, the energy of the movement right now, I just don't feel it's going to be out there. So, um... No, it won't. You know, we're gonna we're gonna see, man. You know, so we're gonna see how it spreads out. But uh, but it's out there, man. I tell everyone if you're looking for that type of music that gave you that vibe of the '90s, even if you're just looking for that, you can find it, man. If you listen and dig through these Spotify's and, and titles, man, there's new stuff dropping almost weekly, man. So some of that stuff's gonna satisfy your palate, man. You know, one way or another, if you you know search and dig. Well, say one thing. I don't know how affiliated they are with Griselda any longer, but uh, Mac Ami and the God Fahim must mm. put out an album every fucking two days. I haven't heard about them, man. You know what <laughs> nah, nah. Oh, yo. So Mac Ami is this guy from Newark. Uh-huh. And what he does is pretty ingenious too like I haven't seen any fashion stuff but he puts out all these albums and he prices them at like exorbitant amounts mm. so one will be a limited edition it's called HBO or Haitian mm. Body Odor and <laughs> that shit he made 187 copies I want to okay. say and sold them all for $300 a Damn. And sold them, and he has yeah. a bunch on Bandcamp. But some are like, so is it like, is it, are these digital or are these physical copies he's selling? For that it? he's got to be three hundred physical copies. Yeah, it's got to be. If I'm paying three hundred, man, yeah. I need a physical. But that, hey, if he could get that, man, yeah. that shit. Fuck it. Some are <laughs> like eleven dollars and eleven cents, and those yeah. will be on Bandcamp, and they're like, you know. 15 tracks or yeah. so and they're digital and then there's some that are like $70 he has these mm-hmm. and he has this series of like him and a few other guys so there's the God Fahim and then this other guy Al Davino who's pretty good and this okay. uh, camouflage monk does a lot of the beats mm-hmm. and he does stuff from Griselda I think from time to time yeah I gotta check that out man but That's... yeah they come on there and man it's this series called Dump God okay <laughs> and then they have Dump God Dump Goat Dump Meister, dump all yeah. this shit. But it is like I can't really even describe it, but it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Makami, M A C H H O M M Y. Okay, okay. And I think I've heard that name before, man. Let me. I've seen it written down yeah, somewhere. His tracks with uh, Conway and with Westside. Yeah. He was rolling with him for a little bit, but then I think he kind of just said he was going to do his own thing. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it reminds me of that Nipsey Hussle thing of a couple years back where he put out the this album, and I guess he was, I'm not sure the price, but I think he was selling the CDs for 100 bucks a copy, and I was like, yo, if you can get it, fine, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. There's people out there that have this following that, that aren't household names, but they made a career, and they're supporting themselves and doing good money, just, you know, they're, they're like I said, they're not household names, but they can pack a show mm-hmm. and just kill it, and, you know, and they're, they're doing good, you know, so, yeah. so the music is out there, man, if you're willing to dig, put some time into it, you're not going to get on the radio, man, I don't even no. know what the radio sounds like now, man, like, I'm hear it's people bad. pass by in their car, you like know, I so. hear them in their cars, and it's yeah. just, you know, a couple auto-tune things, mm-hmm. Love with the cocoa. I, <laughs> I actually like oh, my man. It was OT Genesis. I, I, yeah, I, I like a good coke rapper, man. It's like I don't know. It's a weird thing with rap, man. I always say if, if you dig into it a little bit, a lot of the top rappers ever, man, they've got an experience in drug dealing, man. For some reason, I don't know what it is. Maybe the idle time they had bagging up 
allowed them to come up with these rhyme structures or something. I don't know what it is, man. Like, look at Biggie, man. Uh, maybe not Pac so much, but um, Jay, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And um, shit, the Griselda, man. That's drug dealing, man. Like, I have no problem with the rappers. Ghostface and, and that shit. And, 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 and all that. I just think that you should have more. Yeah, there's definitely a case where you need more material and more vocabulary. Oh, but, but look at like a guy like Ghostface who comes out of that realm, ex-dealer. And his subject matter is just, and he's in, he's in another realm, another yeah. stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. he can hit you with some shit about the block, or he, why is the sky blue? Why is the water yeah. wet? You know, it just flip these rhymes. But I feel like it's something weird, a connection with ex drug dealers and rhyming ability, man. I don't know, I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody will do a study on it one day. But but it's something that fascinates me, man. Well, I think that you know when you're doing that. You're probably on edge all the time. Mm-hmm. So, some people might argue that that would inhibit your creativity. Maybe it'll heighten, maybe it's extra that's adrenaline right. and I stuff that's heightening. Extra adrenaline. And additionally, it's a lot of adrenaline that doesn't fit a lot of what's actually mm-hmm. going on. And then the think about, too, there's other creativity involved in that. that it might not be measured on a tra- traditional level, but mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out stashing. You're trying to you're calculating numbers. You're trying to figure out supply and demand of Keeping your account, thing. Staying yeah. ahead of the police, and maybe some of these things, you know, manifesting in you know the abilities of rhyming. I don't know. I don't, you know, well, I think a lot of the fears <laughs> are unfounded to a degree. Like mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the fear of going to jail or getting mm-hmm. killed is real. But yeah, on the yeah, other hand, some and some areas or some situations is definitely you know you're sitting down a lot. Yeah, and you're yeah. just kind of like <laughs> watching the TV or like you're just, yeah. you know reading books. You're not yeah. like going out and about. Yeah, no one's right. overseeing you generally. For what, so you have time to kind of ruminate while you're mm-hmm. being vigilant. So you get real mm-hmm. like. Ooh. <laughs> it was funny because uh, I watched that show Atlanta, and there was an episode where the character goes to re up on it with his drugs, and um, and he he meets up with the Migos in the you know in the backwoods of the country, and the dude was like, "Yo, you know what you doing, man? What's up?" And he's like, "Oh man, I'm just chilling, man. You out here trapping." And then the, the Migos dude was like, what are you talking about, man? Trapping is boring as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, there's that sitting down and yeah. that, that I, I don't know, man. There's something, there's something something to that. I don't know. I haven't put my finger on it, but <laughs> it's just a phenomenon with rap. Like, I don't think you could find another genre and find and connect a dot like that and be like, well, you know, fucking uh, plumbers, man, they make the best guitar players. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think you can make that connection in another genre, but... I don't know. It's, it's wild. It's something to think about. Yeah, I wonder how being in a trade would impact your ability for music. Because they say mathematicians are the most musical to a degree. Mm. Or people that have mathematical yeah. intelligence. Well, you've had, um, what was that guy from around here that used to, he was nice, man. I thought, um, Storm the Unpredictable. Mm. He's a school teacher. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, um, I think, what's that guy, the alcoholics dude, the far right, he was a school yeah, teacher. Yeah, the far right taught history. Yeah. What happened to him? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, did, focused. I, yeah. focused daily. I had that album, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I didn't think he was that great, man, because I got the album and I was I played it a couple times. There was a few things on there that clicked with me, but I felt like he was the homeboy that they put on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he was just always yeah. around. It's like, hey, man, we got a, you know, a, a label deal. You want to, you know, sign on to this and help us get some money? I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. 
But um, it's crazy out here, man. It is. Well, hey, where can people follow you on social media? Oh, um, I'm, I'm very active on social media. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I'm on. Uh, it's at Monkey Blood on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, you can find me on Facebook, man. I'll go uh, Corey Bowens on uh, Facebook, and um, it definitely check us out at the shop, man. We offer free consultations, man. There's no pressure. We're not going to try to you know sell you a sleeve. If you want to get one, that's fine. But if you want to nah. come by the shop. Kissing and Tattoo, we're open uh, six days a week. And we even do Sundays, but that's appointment only, man. So you're going to have to set that up for somebody to come in Sunday and work on you. Are you working all six days a week? Um, no, I do I do five days a week, man. I'm off Thursdays and Sundays, so that's when I try to get these podcast episodes yeah. in. But sometimes I also record at the shop, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. My stuff's portable, so I can go back and forth. We gotta get you on, man. I'm trying yeah, to think. Yeah, I'm trying to th- get you on, maybe bars, of di- even a regular one, man. Because I think it'll be dope if I have you come on and even talk about your the mental health professional and uh, the um, um, comedy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, oh, that'll pleasure. be dope. So we'll probably set that up, man. Uh, one of these, uh, maybe one of these weekends, man. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's where I'm at, man. And um, and um. Yeah, check it out, man. We're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean, man. And also, if you got whatever app you listen to your podcast on, you can find us through there, man, through the RSS feed. Just type in From the Canopy, and um, and that's it, man. You know, that's all I got to say. <laughs> you can follow me, PD Steel, Facebook, Steelborn DC, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, I don't really got anything coming up in the next couple weeks. Thanksgiving weekend, come to the cellar door. I will be headlining that weekend. Um, the okay. one 45 minutes for the first time, so you get to see what? where's that at? Warts and all. It's out in Frederick, 5 North Market Street. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I love going there. It's a great room. You can fit mm-hmm. about 100. It's like a basement thing. Yeah. But then they got a Roy Rogers around there, you know. So I always get a big bucket of chicken and fucking yeah, I might biscuits. check that out, man. Yeah. yeah I'm, that's, that's close to where me, man. I'm in Germantown, so that's probably like 20 minutes up the yeah. road for me. It's, it's 7 p.m. Uh, the 20, I think it's the 25th, I want to say. Um, Thanksgiving weekend, you know, everybody out there, you're going to be bored of your family. You all have <laughs> a high school reunion. Um, you know, you've already cheated on your wife so now it's time to, <laughs> November 26th oh, okay yeah so it'll be a good time yeah. and uh I want to thank Corey for coming in today yeah thanks for having me man appreciate Pleasure. it no doubt it's a good episode and uh we'll see you guys in two weeks peace peace <laughs>